Welcome to The Edit. If you're a photographer looking to elevate your business, you're in the right place. We're three seasoned pros who have managed profitable businesses over the past two decades. Together, we've curated strategies for what works and what doesn't, and we're here to share that knowledge with you. Whether you're just starting out or have been around a while, join us to build sustainable, profitable, and fulfilling businesses together. Hello and welcome. We are so excited to have Ambria Turner here with us today for an interview. And this is my second interview with her in just a few weeks, which is amazing because she is <laughs> a wealth of knowledge. She really is. And so we, um, before we talked about how to start over in a new market and you have like, that's just one little piece of all this knowledge that you have. And so I'm so excited to kind of have the conversation go forward even more and learn more from you. And I just want to give a quick, brief introduction about who you are, but I'll let you do a little more of it. But you're in the Washington, D.C. area, and you moved there from Alabama. So you are a Southern girl like me, like Erin. I'm not really Southern anymore since I'm up here in Minnesota, but... I always will be in my heart. <laughs> There's like snow on the ground already. Um, yes, we're, we're excited to have you here. And your focus is on, um, you have a very luxurious brand. You do uh, mostly mostly studio portraits, but you also do wonderful um, photography outdoors. I saw some of the work that you did at the photo cookout, which we'll be asking you about. Um, and just the wide range of skills that you have is amazing. Um, and if you were to say, well, how would you describe your business? What would you say is like the thing that makes you stand out? I would say I am a woman centric brand mm -hmm. and a huge focus in me building that brand was to eliminate a lot of the obstacles that come, um, from within us when we place limitations on ourselves of why we can't get a maternity session or why we don't want to spend the time and the energy, you know, preparing for family photos and eliminate a lot of those obstacles so that my clients can have an amazing time. I love that. That's awesome. I wish I was in your area. <laughs> no, I, I will fly. I will there fly. We <laughs> okay, so I really want to hear more about uh, the fact that you you moved. You switched markets completely to restart your business. So I am really, I would love to hear more about that. And I really feel like the people that are watching would love to hear that too. Because I feel like that is such a big fear when a change happens and you have to move and you're like, what am I going to do? I've already established myself in my first market. How am I going to do that again? So can you tell us a little bit more about what that was like and kind of how you you found your way in with the DC crowd? Absolutely. So first, I want to say that if you did it once, you can do it again. Um, but I had to learn that. I had all of the fear. Um, I resented my husband for about 24 hours. Like, you didn't build this business from <laughs> I spent five years doing this. You don't <laughs> So after all of, you know, all of the freaking out, I said, okay, um, what, can, what can I do? I can um, update my SEO. I can change my location on Instagram. 
I can hashtag and research more hashtags for that area. And one of the things that has helped with just like the marketing aspect is knowing the keywords that people are looking for in this area. So um, keyword research was uh, was very key. In fact, um, I did no in-person marketing when I got here. Um, I relied strictly on Instagram and Facebook ads and wow. just targeting my ideal client from the beginning. Oh, so I have never done ads before. What is that experience like to try to market to like, you know, a brand new place just using um, that? What was that? What was that like? You know, it wasn't difficult for me. I was running ads when I was in Alabama already, okay. but just smaller scale. So I basically increased my budget, but also like targeted very directly the people that I was looking for. So um, career women, time poor women, women that were, um, you know, of course, with pregnancy, unfortunately, you have a finite amount of time before you, you know, have to get this done. So um, being able to try and target people that are going to be mothers or people who are interested in motherhood or, you know, pregnant. So Facebook is a little woo woo. When it comes to knowing your business. <laughs> so it did work to my advantage. That's awesome. So did you did you just say, okay, I've built this business. I am successful and I'm just going to pick it up and I'm going to move it. Or did you, I'm wondering like, because when you said Facebook ads, I was thinking, okay, so you probably have nailed down your ideal client, right? Did you, was your ideal client in your old location the same as your new location? Did you use this as an opportunity to like pivot at all or change anything? Well, technically, I did not pivot as far as who I was um, targeting. The difference was that there were more women like this in the new mm. area, in the new market. Um, you all know what it's like to be in the South and have so many people emphasize the importance of your baby over yourself. Mm -hmm. Girl, that, that's true. So, and, and then there's, I would say there's a um, age demographic difference in when women are starting families in this market versus the South. So um, those were like the two major things I found that husbands were a lot more um, supportive of their spouse um, or their partner coming in for this experiences, uh, this experience. And both parties believe that she deserves this. Experience. That's awesome. I feel like I hear I so many negative things about uh, the like the male partners or the dads or whoever those may be. So it's really cool to hear your experience that you kind of come across a very supportive network with both um, both parents being involved. So I think that's really amazing. 100% correct. Because you've got a house full of kids, right? Like, you know, you know motherhood. The next is full. Uh, <laughs> we're not looking to add any little birdies. Fortunately, <laughs> we are all done. That ship has sailed. And I literally had a moment yesterday when I looked at my son, my youngest, Xander. He's four. And he just frolicked into my room and I was like, I will never have to potty train anyone again. <laughs> <laughs> that was a wonderful moment. And I was like, you know what? You are it. You are it. 
I had that exact same experience the other day. We were at a like trunk or treat thing for Halloween and my uh, three-year-old had to pee and there's no restrooms, of course, because it's like outside of the school and we had to like go take her to the bushes and I was like, you know what? Like there will be a time where I won't be doing this anymore and like like it was one of those things where you're like, wow, this is so weird that this is one of the few times I have left that I'm going to go do this. But like yeah. those weird thoughts that hit you as a mom, yeah. you're like, Definitely. I'm going to be really excited when this stage is done. But like, at least she's able to do it now. Yeah, <laughs> so. right. Absolutely. I would say there are so many like firsts that a lot of moms experience. I'm now officially on my last. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Aww. That era is gonna last for a long time because he's only four. Yeah. So my last graduate is not going to happen for at least another fourteen years. Mm-hmm. But I feel like that puts you in a really unique situation to be able to market to moms to be because you're there, you've been in it, you know what it's like. Um, tell us more about. Uh, like your client experience, like what um, could you, I know that you do a lot of like in studio. So w- what is like a, a an studio experience for your clients? Um, so I feel like my studio, well, my client experience overall is just amazing. I do try to like blow their minds. Awesome. Um, but my clients, I do feel like they are vetted as well. So the initially we have a vision call and that gives me the chance to get to know them to set expectations for what my process looks like, um, what comes for the initial investment, which is their session fee, and then the range with which they can invest after their session. Um, and then I, I let the, the client know that um, a part of our experience is a planning meeting that takes place over Zoom. So at that point, we are coordinating outfits, we are, you know, kind of gauging what their inspiration is for their um, for their photos, but also we are talking about products. So we talk about products throughout the experience, which makes, um, you know, the sales meeting or the um, ordering appointment or viewing appointment, whatever you call it, more enjoyable. Um, once they come in for the day of their session, um, they immediately go into makeup and I'm pulling out the outfits and they're getting really excited. Love it. Their partners sometimes, um, you know, sit with us while, you know, she's getting makeup done. And at, during that time, I'm like a busy little bee. I'm just making, you know, preparations. I'm setting up backdrops and props and um, things that can be added on. And then, of course, we're going through like their accessories, their jewelry and things like that. So they truly do feel like I'm not only there to um, capture them, but also to assist them in making sure that this goes off very amazing. Um, and so um, throughout the process of being in studio, we um, we play music, we offer them refreshments. You know, I'm checking in because I know what it's like to be pregnant and be very tired and, you know, need a little break. And, um, you know, afterwards we go back through my studio and we talk about like the sizes of, you know, the art because it's their first time seeing it in person. And from there, you know, they have a really good idea of what they want in the end. I love it. That's so awesome. Mm-hmm. Like a very pampering experience. Yes. And much deserved. Yes, very much. 
And I, I love it. that they get to take a moment before things get wild in their house. They get to take that moment like for themselves and and just be pampered. I love that. Yes, absolutely. I love a good pampering myself. It happens few and far between. Well, and I love how you um, set your expectations so clearly at the beginning. And you said that the clients that are actually in your studio, they're vetted. So I, what I love from that is when you're talking to, and this is like kind of assumption by the, by like how you've presented this, you're not on the phone desperate to get a client. You are making sure that this client is going to work for you as well. And so they have that um, expectation already. So if if my math is correct, you built your business originally with three children in your home. Is that correct? Yeah. Originally. Yeah. So yes. So then 2016, when I started, I just had Emory six weeks prior. Oh, wow. Wow. Um, that's So tell me, how old are your children? So we have a, a 19-year-old, a 14-year-old, a 7-year-old, and a 4-year-old. So, yeah, you had some babies in the yeah. house when you were building your business. Yes. Yeah. So what what, was, what do you think, what was the hardest part about building a business with babies in the house? And what would you, what kind of advice could you throw out to people who are in that right now? So I would say time. Um, and I'm sure so many moms have amazing ideas and not a lot of time to execute those ideas. Um, I have felt it. I still struggle with that from time to time, but my greatest, um, I have two things that I feel like are great advice. Um, number one, you have to level set some expectations with your spouse. If you're mm -hmm. home with your baby and your baby and you're, you know, you're wanting to be a nurturing mom and that may only allow for you to do a few things while they're napping or while they're asleep then you should expect, your spouse should really expect for you to need some support when they come home and for you to be able to block out some unbothered time. Close the door. Yep. The door between you and yes, your Yes, it is. Yes. <laughs> and, you know, maybe you worked on dinner before everybody got home, so they don't need anything from you except for the door. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and then the other thing I would say is, um, as moms, we really should outsource more. Um, it specifically being from the South, I know that, you know, um, culturally we are doted on and admired for doing all the things. Hmm. Oh, if you do, oh, you do your own laundry and you keep your house so clean and you're at the soccer games and you're at the football games and you're on the PTA and you're a great wife and you still manage to look good. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you love all those like sort of backhanded compliments? It's a backhanded compliment. Yeah. I'll put what? what are you talking about? <laughs> I haven't shaved it in like three weeks. We haven't been on a date in months, and yes, thank you for being such a good wife and mom. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Then, and then they come in with, "How's your little business doing? Your little business? Yep. 
your little your little your little your little business. So I would say outsource if you can, specifically with photographers. There's some just ungodly attachment to having to edit your own photos. <laughs> um, I don't edit my photos. Neither do I. Yay! We have a crime back. Yes. I, I always dreaded it. Yep. And I found, I found that it would slow down my turnaround time for my clients if I did. Um, if I tried to do editing before the IPS meeting, I would just, it would just roll on out there. <laughs> and so I outsource there, but there are some things home wise that I like to outsource too. For example, cleaning. Like mm-hmm. I can't work from home if my house is crazy. Um, if there's laundry for me to see, if there's, you know, dog hair that needs to be vacuumed or somebody moved to things around the living room, I can't even focus. Mm-hmm. Here come, you know, that's why I'm here at the studio, number one. <laughs> but number two, my husband knows that about me. So we put it in the budget to have somebody come and clean. That's like, awesome. Yep. So make sure that your pricing reflects the lifestyle that you want to leave live where your stress is low and your like time that you get to be with your family is high. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Love it. Such good advice. You I know just did your talk at the photo cookout. Well, one of the things you talked about was boundaries, which it sounds like this really leads into that where you have set up some really good boundaries for yourself. Um, I know that in your in your talk, it was what like um, you had like twenty different ways to say, twenty new different ways to say no. Not that I think you need to go over all. I of wish those. it was twenty. It was, it was like a lot. It, it was like it was a lot. Okay, I, 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 <laughs> it was like so many. I was like, whoa. Can you just share like one or two of those? Yeah, I don't have the capacity for that right now. Uh, oh, yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, good. Really good. Or, or um, the allotted budget for this does not align with my priorities right now. Oh, that's That's a nice letdown. Yeah. (laughs) And that that means that if I'm going to add this to my plate, I need more money. Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh. I love that. I like that with both of those, you also said right now because... You're putting that idea in their heads that they want to come back and ask again later when when maybe you might have more time or maybe their budget is higher. And so you're not just saying like, I don't want to work with you. It's, right. I can't do this right now. This does not work for me right now. But mm-hmm. it's not as offensive as just being like, peace. It <laughs> <laughs> is. If you want to have longevity in business, there are some people that will come back around and mm-hmm. they'll approach you again when they understand your value. Um, and number one, the boundary that you already set does share that, you know, you have a value that doesn't align with your budget right now. But number two, that you already know that you're worth it. So come back with a different offer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I I think that there's nothing wrong with saying it. And I feel like those are nicer ways to say it and to phrase it that help people to um, 
you know, kind of digest it for themselves. Um, but no is a complete sentence. Mm-hmm. Yep. I feel like as a parent, it's so hard to do that and to say no. Um, cause you're kind of just always trying to make everybody happy and try to do all the things. So I love this approach where you're like, here's where I'm at and this is it. And just kind of owning that. I feel like that can be really hard for a lot of photographers. I think so too. That the hardest thing for me to understand about the way that photography is perceived, um, from a profession standpoint and even from um, a value standpoint. Um, our society values doctors and attorneys because they go to school and they spend all of this time, you know, getting their degrees and certifications and tests and things like that. But they have no idea that there are certifications and levels in photography. Um, no, we did not have to go to college, but many photographers have. They have doctorate degrees and they have medical degrees and master's degrees and education um so the perception that oh well we just came out of high school and picked up a camera is very ludicrous number one and number two my biggest emphasis is always that what i do will last you forever (laughs) we are the only service providers that give a service that someone doesn't have to have redone in that moment. Like when I take my braids down, if I want braids again, I got to go back and get them. Um, My makeup, I have to wash it off later. My nails, I'll be going to go get them done again probably like next week. But photography, this service that I'm giving to you, literally don't have another opportunity to freeze this moment. So put some respect on my profession. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes. Yeah, I can't get my baby's cheeks back to be pudgy the way that they used to be. But I have portraits that will take me back there, you know? So, yeah, so much value. Yes, and we immortalize people. Um, You know, I'm sure as women, you all are very familiar with the way that, um, you know, the mother mortality rate is in this country. And there are a lot of mamas that go in to deliver their babies and don't come out. Yep. So the photo- the photos of their maternity session might be the- their only pictures with their baby. Now, baby's in utero, and this is the bump, but this is the most angelic portrait that some fathers ever will have of their wives and their baby together. Mm-hmm. And portraits of them loving on their spouse and their partner um, as she embarks on this journey, it's, it's priceless. So yeah, as a, I'm a mom who did not birth my babies. Both of my girls came to me through adoption. And so I won't ever have maternity portraits. And I, when I do very rarely take maternity portraits, I, I try to very casually and not awkwardly remind the moms how much of a miracle it is that they're in that moment where there is a baby in their belly, you know, and how like it's for such a short period of time for it to be such a large miracle, you know, and yeah. like got to capture it when you can. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful, beautiful perspective. And, you know, with October also being infant mortality and pregnancy loss awareness month, mm-hmm. I 
you know, I literally cry for some of my clients at the miracle that's standing in front of me because there are very traumatic, very difficult roads to that point. Uh, you know, and even just speaking with some of my clients and prompting them like, okay, so give your belly a hug right now. Imagine mm-hmm. that this is the moment where you get this baby placed on your chest and to witness and see and capture those emotions that come over them when maybe they've had five losses mm-hmm. yeah. prior to this there's that purpose and those moments are my driving force. So with my first, I would say three pregnancies, technically I didn't have maternity portraits. My son, my youngest, I did have a a maternity photo shoot, but I had to do that at 20 weeks because I've had all of my other children so early. Wow. Oldest came at 30 weeks gestation. My um, second child came at 32 weeks after two weeks of bed rest. Wow. Mm. 35 weeks and six days after five weeks and six days on bed rest. Oh my gosh. Wow. And then in between my daughter, Emery, who is the seven year old, and my four year old, they're both rainbow babies. Hmm. And with um, after my son, Brendan, what he turned one and then, you know, military husband. So he came home for a visit and left mm-hmm. something. <laughs> 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 and that baby was supposed to be our third baby. Uh, we thought that that baby was going to complete our family. My husband and I, we joked about laying on the table together, strapped together to get fixed. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, because it was so fertile. Yeah. Young and fertile, but um, that pregnancy resulted in um, me losing my one of my fallopian tubes. I completely missed, um, misread the situation. They told me I'd already miscarried, and um, I I grieved that pregnancy twice. Oh my gosh, wow! From what they said, as far as like, oh, well, your levels are going down, and Mm -hmm. it looks like the baby so just keep it you know keep an eye out you'll probably pass the sack sometime soon and then it was weeks but it was still growing inside my fallopian tube so once the embryo got about this big my tube burst and a third of my body's blood volume in my abdomen and oh scary i could have been gone from my children the two that i already had so um, there were seven years in between that loss and us having Emory. Yeah. No, that is so hard. It is. It, pregnancy after loss is very difficult because you, you don't feel like you can trust your body. Yep. My old, the double rainbow baby, I had te- I'm getting teary-eyed even thinking about it. Um, but yeah, it's really hard. You you want this kid so much and you try and then you just feel like your body has failed you. And then it happens again, and then you're just like, wow, what is... And I feel like you just think all the worst things, and unfortunately, I feel like people don't know what to say, and so they say things that just are not helpful. Just don't stress out as much. Like, take some time off from work, and it's like, 
I don't have that luxury to do that. And also don't try to put it on me that because I'm working, this is my fault. And yeah. So yeah, I had maternity pictures and the, you know, it's like you're so, and I'm sure that you experience this with your clients too. You're anxious when you've had miscarriages and you're hoping that this works out and you get these maternity pictures and you're like, this might be it. And I don't know if it's going to go past this, but I want to document this time because now we're farther along and it seems like this is going to happen. And so, yeah, it's um, as somebody who very much wanted to get her maternity pictures done because I was like, I'm finally like I'm here and we're we're at this point. And um, so, yeah, what you provide is just amazing. And that's such a like an experience that you have had where you have such a like, wow, you've made this such a part of your business. And um, what I just I'm like speechless. I can't imagine having gone through all of that. Um, just is is the hat that I have worn for the longest period of time in my life. Hmm. Uh, became a mom at 17, um, at a senior in high school. And she was at my, she was on my hip at my high school graduation. Um, she was what second grade, I think by the time I got my first degree. So, um, she that that little girl who's not a little girl she's technically a woman <laughs> yeah um that's my best that's my best little friend that's my little brother best friend right there yeah <laughs> best friend so, <laughs> um it, it's been a, a journey of resilience yeah. for sure and um i just count my blessings every day yeah all my blessings every day gratitude is a huge part of my everyday life because I have healthy children Mm -hmm. I have you know I I don't I'm not continuing this journey of trying for a baby because I no longer desire that my quiver is full and Mm -hmm. I am happy to celebrate other women who are on this journey now Mm -hmm. I love that I love that so much and I'm sure that that I'm sure your clients see that like it sounds like your experience with them is just so amazing and it sounds like they feel pampered and how amazing to have somebody that is photographing you in such an intimate moment too it really is intimate to have somebody photograph you when you're pregnant and to just have uh like i would have loved to have you as a cheerleader <laughs> to yeah. photograph along the way where it's yeah. just like i love to root for them i love to you know when they come back for a newborn you know i might be able to help them you know troubleshoot their latch or you know I mean, it's kind of fun to tell people this is how you don't get peed on with a little boy. Yeah, if you're pregnant and this is your first boy, the secret is you let them get a little bit of air and then you cover it back up. They'll pee and then you change them. (laughs) There we go. I never had boys, so (laughs) that's such a good tip. That one. Well, and I want to say, first of all, like, thank you for sharing all of that. Like that is um just so beautiful and brave and I think listening to you it's cuz it's so easy to get stuck in the the like how-tos of the business, how to light, how to do business, all of that. And what you have not lost is that heart for what you've done and you bring <laughs> I'm getting teary eyed too, but you bring <laughs> that you bring that to your clients um, that's like such a gift that you're able to give people. And I think this shows 
I think it's very easy as photographers, and I know I've been through this myself, where I think, what am I doing? This isn't important. You know, I'm not I'm not a doctor or a lawyer. And but what you're doing is not only providing them with images that are going to last a lifetime, but you're connecting with women and you're supporting them. And that is um, that's so rare that people in their careers get to have that sort of connection and that product that's going to last so long. And so I think I just love that you have been able to articulate that. And I think, you know, if you're listening to this right now, um, first of all, listen to what she said and keep that in your your head that like what you're doing is important. It is mm-hmm. so important. And think about that connection and how you can share that with with your clients, you know, whatever whatever that is in your heart that's kind of pulling you to do the photography that you love and that you want to do. It's so important. So thank you. Thank you so much, Whitney, for that. Um, I am, I'm at a point in my healing that I can talk about it. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I, I enjoy sharing because I feel like we don't talk about loss enough. Mm -hmm. Um, It's a taboo thing. And, um, you know, as she was saying, being, you know, having so many people tell you why you're not carrying a baby is so cruel. It's mm-hmm. so cruel. And, or even the notion of, well, you could try again. <laughs> yep. Face. Yep. If you don't go out of somewhere because the Lord will bless you when I. you'll learn boundaries yes in that moment but um yeah it's no it's a part of my journey and it's a part of my story um and it's one of the reasons why i'm able to connect so you know um authentically with my clients Mm -hmm. so invaluable yes Mm -hmm. yes um, and we're, we're getting close to the point of wrapping up, but, um, and I love this, com- I love this conversation. <laughs> I, um, we, so you did just speak at the photo cookout and I want to, um, hear more about that. I want to, cause, um, I know I didn't really even know about the photo cookout until this year and it's been around for three or four years. And so I, um, this was our sixth photo cookout. God, wow. wow. Amazing. And I think it's so important. Like, I would love to share with our community about it. And um, I can you just share with us in your own words um, what it is, you know, how you were involved, um, where they can go so that they can sign up for next year? Absolutely. So the photo cookout is a very unique conference that was founded by Tamaya Colvin. Well, Dr. Tamaya Colvin, let mm-hmm. me put some respect on her name. Yes. <laughs> um, Dr. Tamaya Colvin, who has founded uh, Tamaya Colvin Education. And basically she created a safe space for black photographers and um, people of color to learn some of the, you know, best kept secrets in our industry that are oftentimes gatekept. Uh, with her creation of and founding this conference, she has um, created an opportunity and a space for 
um, not only for creatives to learn, but for creatives to start their path on um, their journey to um, becoming educators and becoming speakers and becoming um, ambassadors for some of the more major brands such as Sony, Nikon, and Canon. Wow. Uh, the other really cool thing is that when you go to this conference, it feels like a family reunion. Mm -hmm. um, it's that. one of the most welcoming um, communities where, um, you know, it, it really doesn't matter what you look like or what you shoot or how much your business done, does or if you're full time or if you're part time or if you're beginning um, it is really, everybody can take away something. And I had so many amazing takeaways. I got to watch Sophia Barrett share her, um, her process for creating amazing, beautiful portraits. And I would love to be photographed by her. I totally fangirl <laughs> when I see her. Mitha um, Lee, who had, he spoke about building you know, a team and not having to do all of this by yourself. Um, but I had no idea that he had been, you know, building a team since 2017. And all of these people are associates of his business, but also run their own thriving businesses as well. Oh, wow. Um, I got to, um, you know, be instructed by Joshua Dwayne and Lejeune King and they talked about you know number one six-figure studios um, but also Joshua talked about um, being a content creator and switch and making that move into being able to create content for um, for different corporations so yeah awesome knowledge and you will learn a lot oh my gosh and then we we got, I mean, I got to hang out with Jerry Keonis. It was so amazing. Yeah. And there was so much more. Um, actually, at the last uh, minute, someone else had to switch their schedule. So I was able to um, teach a impactful maternity posing photo walk. And that was awesome. So fun. So oh, it was so cool. That sounds like such an amazing experience. Yeah. It was an amazing experience. It's amazing every year. So I would love, love, love for more people to join mm -hmm. and just, you know, come in and soak up and, you know, experience it because it's so fun and it's like a family reunion. You'll have um, an expanded network, um, some more knowledge and some awesome talented photographers to learn from. Yeah. And I love it because you know, and I've seen it. I've been part of the photography industry for 20 years. Um, it, a lot of the conferences you have to, um, there's certain doors that you have to be in already to be listened to. And so a lot of very talented photographers with some, like a wealth of knowledge that is sometimes even better than who you maybe even are used to seeing get left out of conferences. And so I love that the photography cookout has given, um, was made so that we have you, not we, you and all the photographers involved have been able to open the doors for uh, more black photographers to speak and share all that they know. And I, you know, watching the 
So I've like followed the photo cookout all during the conference. And I was like, so wanted to be there. <laughs> um, so maybe, I mean, it just looked like, it looked like so much fun. And um, yeah. And so I think it's, I mean, and you shared with me before, like it is for everyone. So, you know, show up, learn from new people, spread your imaginations and um, who who you follow and who you listen to. I think it's just, just a great way to, because there's so many, I mean, like even learning from you, I have learned so much just talking with you today, which is amazing. Um, and we have just a few minutes left really quick. If you could change one thing, if you were starting over your business today, what would that be? Do you want me to sing some Jeopardy music in the back? <laughs> I'm open to Jeopardy music right now. <laughs> we, we sprang this one. We did. We actually <laughs> talked about how we should have told you, but beforehand and, you know, it's but how it goes. I love it. I love hot seat moment and I'm okay. Um, I think from the beginning, um, when I started my business, I did not have childcare for Emory. And while I cherish the time that we got to spend together and I, I really, really would hope not to change it. I ended up enrolling her and Xander when, um, when my husband deployed. So he deployed, she was born in 2016. He deployed in 2019. And then I made some shifts. Um, I enrolled her in a mom's day out program. And, you know, most people know that that's a, an abbreviated day before a fraction of the cost of like traditional daycare. So she was, the two of them were at school from about nine until about one or two, mm -hmm. something like that. And those few hours uninterrupted to do some work, take on a session, or, or it was just at least predictable time. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the biggest things that I try to preach is an ideal schedule. Look at your your calendar. Look at the schedule that you want to um, have. You know, pencil. Your, I always put my kids' holidays, um, times when they'll be out of school, doctor's appointments. My son goes to speech twice a week. Those days are not technically work days. They are, you know days for either errands or I can do virtual meetings on those days, but they're not shooting days for me. Mm -hmm. But creating an ideal calendar where you can have some predictable time to work, that was a game changer for me. And I feel like having that set up kind of sooner would have helped me to grow my business. Yep. Great. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. And then uh, where can people go to follow you and see your work? So if you want to um, follow along with my uh, mompreneur journey, um, you can follow me at Ambria underscore artistry on Instagram. Um, you can check out my website at www.ambriaartistry.com. And if you are interested in connecting, I love to do virtual coffee dates. So DM me. Yeah, I love that. I'm like, yeah. I might just do that too. <laughs> 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 oh, 
And make sure we are going to have links to all of this in our newsletter. Uh, So make sure you go, if you've not signed up for uh, the edit for our newsletter, go to theeditweekly.com, sign up, and you will get to uh, see Ambria's work. Um, We might even have some other links in here, links to the photo cookout. And yeah, we would love for you to join us. And Ambria, thank you so much. This was such a great yeah, conversation. This was amazing. I kind of love it. Yeah, so great. Ian, you all are amazing. Amanda. Thank you. Thank you. This was thank so you. Yes. Okay. Speaking of Mother's Day out, y'all, I got to go. <laughs> no, you better go. Oh, hi, Erin. <laughs> <laughs>